0: Hello everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is the 4th of August 2022 and on today's show we'll look back at the Nationals series with the New York Mets. We'll take a look forward to their series with the Phillies. We'll talk about uh, Juan Soto's debut with the Padres and life after Juan Soto beginning now and how to deal with that all coming up on today's show. All right, let's get into it here. Just doing the audio version today. uh, One of those days where it's just easier to crank this out, not have to do with the Zoom, anything extra. So just do the audio. We'll put it in a video version for those of you on YouTube. Also, we're not using any graphics or anything. So really, the content is what you all are here for. So uh, the Nationals dropped two of three in their series with the New York Mets. They dropped the first game. They dropped the last game won the one in the middle and as we do always we'll take a look at where the Nationals sit right now as we are on the show. The Washington Nationals, they are 36 and 70. It's a 340 winning percentage, 31 games back of first place, they are 27 and a half games back of the Braves, 21 games back of the Phillies and 12 and a half games back of the Marlins. They're 17 and 40 at home they are 19 and 30 on the road they have a minus 172 run differential they've lost one they're 5 and 5 in their last 10 games uh all right so the national series we talked about some of these games a little bit already but just talking about what went down you know that that first game of the series was one soto's last game the 7 to 3 uh loss let's let's talk about the win for the Nationals, the five to one win. I mean, you know, you talk about a day that's just so full of emotion. Talk about the Nationals dealing with the day where they trade Juan Soto, they trade Josh Bell. Those are the two big moves they made. But there's still a lot of guys in this team who are left over. And then you think about fielding a team that night, right? Who is going to be playing for the Nationals? In the game that night was a, you know, I mean, we know a lot of the cast of characters, but like it's hard to fathom what the lineup's going to look like until it actually happens, right? You see, um, you see Victor Robles and then you see Luis Garcia, Yadiel Hernandez, Nelson Cruz, Kbert Ruiz, Joey Meneses, Joshua Palacios, Cesar Hernandez, Michael Franco, and you're like, wow this is what is left. This is what's remaining. And it's not like there's anybody who's on the aisle right now that can make this much better. That's just what the nationals have. That's what they're dealing with. This is the worst team in baseball right now. And the record, you know, is pretty indicative of that, but still the nationals had themselves a night where things actually went really well for them. And on this night, you know, you talk about, I mean, this even feeds it even more, starting a guy like a Corey Abbott, who is making his Washington Nationals debut. He would pitched eight games for the Cubs back in 2021. The Nationals get him here in 2022. He comes up and look, he was dealing with guys on the base paths for a lot of this game. The first inning too was very, very dicey, but comes out and performs really admirably. Um, you know, five innings, two hits, three Ks, 76 pitches for Corey Abbott. And you think about it, you say, you know what? That's a great effort. I mean, just for him to come out. And they needed something like that for them to happen. Just, you know, just something positive. Anything positive. And they're able to get that outing out of him. and uh, An outing against a Mets team that had been hitting the ball pretty well. That was their first loss. And, I think, well, they won seven in a row, I think, was the Mets uh, at that point. And so, you know, you got a guy... Uh, you know, that you, you bring up. And look, this guy has been around at the, in the minor leagues this year. And really, he struggled the minors. Uh, this season, you know, he's pitched for two teams in the minor leagues, both the Iowa Cubs and then Rochester as well. You know, and, and he's he has struggled so much in the minor leagues. Uh, this year in, I, in Iowa and Rochester combines Iowa Cubs and the Rochester Red Wings. He had pitched 34 in a third innings, the 4.9 ERA—it's like not like the worst in the world, but I mean we're talking about a guy, you know, 4.9 in AAA, and gets his opportunity because the Nationals are so banged up and they've got so few bodies in the starting pitching department, and goes out there and goes a really good performance. And think about the other two guys—they wanted to bring along y'all, Jackson Tetrio and Evan Lee. Now they're not big prospects, but those are guys who both got the call-up and both have been injured. All of this to say too, they're really protecting. Uh, Cade Cavalli. I mean, they're going to extreme lengths here to protect him. There are multiple guys in this rotation who should not be in the big leagues. And the nationals are making an effort to keep them there uh, just so they know. I mean, they're not doing it exclusively. Like they have an option, right? They're bringing up guys from double A AA and triple A. They're bringing up guys who are in the Iowa Cubs and then got moved to the Washington, Na- uh, the Rochester Red Wings and they've got a prospect in Cade Cavalli who is sitting there and they're just trying not to rush it. And so you have to, you know, you have to think about it. Okay. You know, uh, good for you for protecting your prospects. That's smart and good, but it might be time to make that move. I mean, uh, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, with Matt Wyrick, like the low leverage reps, you know, are, are really important. Is Cade Cavalli major league ready? I mean, I don't know. He's got a lot of time to find out, and he can find out in a really, once again, in a very low pressure situation. We could find out, you know, where Kate Cavalli is at. And I think I'd like to see that here pretty soon. Um, Erasmo Ramirez, Kyle Finnegan, and Carl Edwards, all who are surprised that we're still on the team. Uh, Well, Kyle Finnegan, Carl Edwards especially, work scoreless innings late in this game, the Nationals offense came from home run surprised to see Steve Negosek in the game for the New York Mets. Uh, but the nationals look at a Luis Garcia home run that makes it's a, it's a two run home run that made it three, one a Yadiel Hernandez home run that made it four to one. And then a Joey Manessas home run, 405 feet for Joey Manessis, or, uh, yeah, Joey Manessis who is making his major league debut hits a home run. Awesome moment. Kind of in a difficult, dark day for the Nationals. You get something positive um, right there, so that is you know not encouraging like in any big way. But I mean, also I will say, seeing Luis Garcia go two for four with you know, the RB, you know, three RBI's was big. I think a big question for us is, okay, you know, it, can this kid get a little bit of a power surge coming along? Twenty-two years old still, so you know, got some development, but will we see some power from Luis Garcia? And we did. In this game, so let's go to the final game of the series. The Nationals got smacked around in this one, and I think it was a, it was the last time that we saw Annabal Sanchez pitch. The same thing happened. I think there were guys left on that were his that were still runners he was responsible for, and I think the next pitcher gives up a home run or you know give up the runs. Um, you know Sanchez gets through four and a third, five hits, four and runs, two Ks, think three walks too. 97 pitches, but Jordan Weems gives up the hits. He gave up three earned runs of his own. Um, you know, at this point, Annabal Sanchez has a 7.65 ERA. I mean, once again, like, what are what what are we trying to accomplish here? I know we're just trying to make it to the end of the year, but I saw somebody on Twitter say, "All right, you know, I think the next Sanchez start uh, should be a you know should be a Cavalli start." It's tough to disagree with that, man. I know they brought Anibal in for that veteran leadership and they're starting to lose that some, but look, man, that, that room's got some guys who have been around for a while. I mean, Eric Fetty has been around for a while. Patrick Corbin has been around for a while. Uh, Steven Strasburg not necessarily around as much. So you got a couple vets in there in the starting pitching department. Not like they're hurting for that. And I'm not sure an extra vet like Sanchez does anything for you. I mean, once again, 7.65 ERA. He's 0-4 so far uh, in the four starts he's made. I mean, you know, what else do we have to see from Anibal Sanchez? The best start he had was the three runs that he gave up in five innings uh, against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So I've about had enough of Anibal Sanchez. I told you all coming in this wasn't going to work. You know, if he was eating more innings, he'd be better off, but uh, that's how things end. Daniel Vogelbach hits that grand slam that kind of propelled the Mets in this game, I will say the Nationals offense did provide a little bit of fight there later in this game. They, you know, tried to make it a game as much as they could. They were down 9 nothing, But a Kbert Ruiz home run followed by Elaine Thomas home run and a Victor Robles single and a Garcia single in the ninth. I mean, they put up five runs in the ninth inning, so that was somewhat encouraging uh, to see. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the experience of watching Juan Soto on the Padres, but first a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Blue Nile and BlueNile.com. Make your moments sparkle and find that forever piece from Blue Nile and BlueNile.com going on right now. It's the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, plus, Every order is insured. It ships free and it arrives in a discreet package that won't give away what is inside shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to blue Nile.com today. So last night we got a look at Juan Soto for the first time and Josh Bell. I have to say that too in a San Diego Padres uniform. And um, what, you know, What makes this really difficult, Nationals fans are aware of this from the playoff runs that they've had, is that when guys come in during playoff runs, it energizes the team, right? It gets them fired up for that final push to the finish. And when you get a player like Juan Soto, boy, is it going to make that even more magnified and intense, that kind of desire, that kind of passion the fans are feeling you know, it makes it feel like a playoff atmosphere, and it did for a random, you know, Padres-Rockies game. That was on a Wednesday night. But, man, did they have the juice, you know, and both guys performed really well. You saw Josh Bell took two walks and scored two runs. You saw Juan Soto get a single and walked twice as well. And so you think about what happened, how it went down, like just seeing all that, I mean, it is really difficult to see somebody else. Yeah, it does feel like seeing, you know, your ex-girlfriend out and about, and they're really happy with the new person that they're with. Difficult to see. Not going to deny it. Feel really bad for all the Nationals fans out there witnessing that, because I know that must have been really difficult to see. On the flip side, you know, you feel you feel glad for for Juan and Josh, and they talked about it too, being energized once again to be on a winning team, to be on a team that's in the hunt, that's in the chase. And look, we'll talk more about, you know, the actual, the baseball going on with other teams as the Nats, you know, once again, they're out of it. But as we head towards, uh, you know, September and October, we will talk more about what's happening around the league just to kind of give, you know, perspective, thoughts, ideas about, hey, can any of these players end up on the Nationals? Can any of these guys remind us of Nationals, you know, currently on the team and what they could be? But, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to see those guys go over there and them to really be smiling and having a good time and happy in different jerseys. But you think about the struggle that we go through as fans. Like, those guys as player players go through it, you know, tenfold because they're playing the game. This is their life's work. This is what they've dedicated themselves to. They feel that pain also. They might even feel it to a – much greater extent than what we feel it. So I think, you know, with that in mind, like you just got to be happy for those guys and where they're at now. And they're fact, they're, you know, they're playing on better teams and they're happier to be there, you know, and whatnot. So I think we do have to account um, for that. Now, does it make, you know, it doesn't like lessen the blow at all. You know, seeing those guys on that team, we want to be that team of your nationals fans. Just know that you know there's a lot of promise coming up, and we're going to make sure we cover all of that promise on the show. We will be talking to Lindsey Crosby of Locked On MLB Prospects here in the coming week, and he will give us a full breakdown of every single guy the Nationals acquired in that trade in the in the Juan Soto uh, Josh Bell trade to the San Diego Padres. We'll talk about everybody in that trade so you all can get excited about it. I will say this, guys, you know, about just kind of generally where the team is. The Nationals are trending towards getting another top pick, right? Maybe even the number one overall pick. Brady House looks like things are going really well for him right now, okay? Uh, Elijah Green's got a chance. And add another pick to that, plus the fact that you got Mackenzie Gore, plus the fact you got C.J. Abrams, you got Susana, you got Wood, you got Hassel, who are all top guys, Cade Cavalli is still a prospect as well. Jackson Rutledge and Cole Henry are still prospects as well. The cupboard is not bare in that respect. Yes, it's going to take some work. Yes, of course it is. But maybe, just maybe, you know, uh, a bunch of these guys will pan out. You know, a a few of these guys will pan out. I mean, Luis Garcia, you know, at 22 years old, looks like he's already got the ability to be a big league hitter for a long time. We'll see if the defense can come along, but in terms of a hitter, looks like at 22, he's got what it takes. Kbert Ruiz looks like a guy who could be a really decent two-way catcher. You know, for a long time, a guy who's going to be a... Uh, he's a pretty good hitter, guys, already, and he seems to be having good command of his defense. Um, and, you know, I know there have been a lot of wild pitches for him, too, and part of that's on him, right? But he's new to this. He's learning. He's getting better. Those are two guys in the field already you got to feel pretty confident about. But the fact that the Nationals, you know, I know Luis Garcia was there from the beginning, but they get K. Bear Ruiz in the trade, and they've got a lot of guys behind there. They've got a lot of potential, right? On this team currently, I, I, I'm not sure um, who they're going to retain, right? Still control with Victor Robles. So you assume that he will be coming back. when We talk about the skill position, guys. Um, Lane Thomas figures to be part of the future. Can he find that? 2021 late part of the year form again. Yadiel Hernandez still has control. mentioned Luis Garcia already. Luke Voigt is somebody now that you know potentially get excited about going to be a part of the middle of this lineup now moving forward. so there are going to be some things here. uh' it'd be some players here that are interesting. the cupboard is not totally bare in the big leagues. This is not a bunch of guys who are all AAA players. KB Ruiz is a legit big league catcher now. Um, talk about Luis Garcia. He is a legit major league infielder, right? This is, you know, this is a guy who's still, once again, 22 years old, but he's already got the ability. You know, and he's, Once again, I know the, the on-base percentage is not very good, but he's been really aggressive this year, and so he's got somebody that's got ability. Josiah Gray is a legitimate rotational pitcher right now and has so much room to get better. Mackenzie Gore could be the genuine article. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, all there's so much stock has been put in him over time. They could land there. Cade Cavalli is going to have a chance to be really good, it sounds like. Cole Henry is going to have a chance to be really good, it sounds like. Jackson Rutledge might have a chance to be really good. The Nationals, you know, to complete that. I mean, I, I do hope they go out this offseason. and maybe I, I know they're spending so much money on pitching, but maybe just add one more veteran to help things, you know, uh, help things go along, right? Because uh, I know Strasburg won't be around a ton, and I'm not sure what's going to happen with Eric Fetty, but just one more guy who's stable. So we're not having to call up a bunch of guys, you know, who shouldn't be up. Sure, that has to happen all the time, but man, you shouldn't be burning through Abbott and Tetrio and Evan Lee like that. I mean, it just shouldn't happen. And so hopefully they can get some more veteran guys on board to help this process kind of The Cesar Hernandez is of the world, but in the pitching sense. And then we'll see where this thing comes along next year, guys, and maybe in the summer of 2023, the winter, rather, of 2023. The Nationals can get a a little bit aggressive. But I I know that we're, you know, kind of clasping at straws right now. It's difficult to do. Uh, But, you know, there is some reasons to be positive. All right. One more word from our sponsors. And after that, we'll take a look at the Nationals' upcoming series they have now with the Philadelphia Phillies. But first, once again, a word from our sponsors, as I have mentioned. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to built.com today. It's built.com when you guys do. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com today. They've got Built Go. They've got Built Boost they've got built bars they've got built puffs all everything they have there is delicious and it's good for you check out the built puffs they have now a variety of flavors for you all once again promo code LOCK15 L O C K E D 1 5 L O C K 15 for 15% off at built.com today all right, so a four-game set coming up with the Philadelphia Phillies. It starts tonight 7:15 or excuse me, 7:05. Game times are 7:05, 7:05, 6:05, 1:35. First game of the series is an interesting one because Paulo Espino goes up against Noah Singard. Also right now as it stands right now, the Phillies have a half-game lead in the division or in the wild card, excuse me. Um on the, uh, on the St. Louis Cardinals, who are actually playing right now, 3-3 game right now for them against the Cubs. But they're a half game up on the St. Louis Cardinals, and Noah Syndergaard is making his debut tonight, which is very exciting. Pitcher that we know pretty well. And I think opportunities for the Nationals to play spoiler now are going to be something Nationals fans should look forward to on the year. So they'll face against uh, Syndergaard tonight. Paulo Espino will counter for the Nationals. Then in game number two, Friday night, this is an Apple TV Plus game. It's going to be Gibson going up against Gray. So Kyle Gibson gets the start for the Phillies. Josiah Gray will counter for the Nationals. Then 6.05 on Saturday, Ranger Suarez against Patrick Corbin. And Aaron Nola against Corey Abbott in the Sunday game. And this, once again, a series in Philadelphia. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore nationals. You guys can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you your podcast and on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.